Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season is all about common challenges teachers face every day in the classroom, from dealing with parents, to feeling discouraged, to managing homework, and everything in between. This week, we're talking about a common classroom management issue, and that is, what do you do when you suspect a student has done something, but you're not quite sure? (laughs) This happens all the time, and I'm sure you can even think right back right now to the last time you suspected a student of something. Maybe you really really thought that they cheated, but there was no evidence. You didn't catch them. Um, It wasn't clear-cut, but you just really think it probably happened. Or maybe you suspect that a student was lying to you, uh, but there was no way to prove it. Or you wonder if they had been rude to another student or even physical, uh, but the other student wasn't coming forward and you just didn't know what to do. You suspected the student, but you just weren't 100% sure that they actually did it. Or maybe you really thought they did, but just something was a little bit off and you just weren't sure whether or not you should pursue it. This presents a little bit of a pickle because on one hand, we don't want to um, accuse someone of something they didn't do, but on the other hand, we feel hesitant about just letting them off the hook. You know, my former principal, Bill Blankshing, calls these situations gray hills, and he would often remind us, don't charge a gray hill. At first, I wasn't quite sure what I thought about this. I mean, we shouldn't just let them get away with it, right? But as time went on, I really started to see the wisdom behind his words and the idea of not rushing to conclusions and taking on battles that aren't clear. You see, sometimes a battle isn't worth fighting, or at least we're not sure if it's worth fighting. Sometimes pursuing an uncertain matter like this will only end up harming our relationship with that student and won't really do any good in the end. We can charge those gray hills with all our might, and maybe we will even win the hill. But as we stand victoriously at the top, we might just realize we did way more harm than good, and the hill didn't really matter that much in the first place. But at the same time, what does this mean? Does this mean we just let its student get away with it? If we're pretty sure they might have done it? It's a little bit of a pickle, and often we're not quite sure how to proceed. But realistically, we have a few options. So let's look at them. There's four different ways we could handle it. So let's look at them one at a time and see which one makes the most sense. All right, choice number one, when you suspect a student. First, you could punish the student you think is at fault. Um, I know many teachers that have done this and maybe you've even done it yourself. I can think of so many situations when I was in high school where this happened. But this is, it's well-intentioned. It's a well-intentioned mistake, but it's a mistake nonetheless because um, what happens if you're wrong? If you are wrong and you unjustly punish the student, you just created, you just made a big mistake and you just damaged your relationship severely and potentially caused a host of other problems. Um, And it's just not good. And at best, you're definitely charging a gray hill. You're risking casualties when the battle you're fighting is not a clear conflict. So if it's been your habit that if you suspect someone, you just hand out the punishment, um, I beg you to reconsider. This is not a good plan. So choice one, just punish the student. Not a good idea. Uh, Choice two, 
you can next thing you can do, and I've seen so many teachers try this too, you can put on your detective hat and conduct a thorough investigation. Now, sometimes you can figure out everything with a few well-placed questions to the right students, in which case, yes, ask your questions, resolve the matter, and you're done. But there's other times when you know you're not going to learn what happened without conducting an intensive investigation that's going to put students in difficult situations and take up a ton of time and may or may not ever actually yield the true results. In this case, the investigation is not probably not worth your time, and it's honestly likely to do a lot more harm than good. So it's really not the best idea uh, to try to thoroughly investigate every single questionable situation. So what, what else could we do? Well, another option is to ignore the situation. Now, um, there are occasions in teaching when doing nothing is the best course of action. But too often, uh, I know I've been guilty of this, we teachers tend to do nothing um, when we either aren't sure what to do or we're just too busy to deal with it. This is not a good idea. To do nothing just because we're not sure what to do or because we don't want to deal with it or because it's easy uh, is not good. Uh, This just causes the student to feel like their behavior was acceptable or that they've gotten away with it. Um, So doing nothing is also not a good solution. So you might be thinking, what's left? Those are all the choices. But there's actually one more option. The final option is to speak truth to the student, but reserve any punishment. So in this case, we know this is a gray hill. It's not worth charging, but it is worth addressing. So speak to the student you think may be involved and tell them the truth. Say, I don't know exactly what happened, but you do. And you have to deal with that. And if you're teaching in a Christian school, you can add on that God knows too. He sees and he knows the truth. And then just tell them, say, I'm not going to give you a punishment. But if you didn't do anything wrong, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're even having this conversation. You know, I, I don't worry about this conversation. You can ignore this conversation as soon as it's done. But if you did do this, you need to seriously think about this. These are the, these, this is what your actions are leading to. And this is why it's wrong. So explain to them again why what you suspect them of doing was wrong and what they should do in the future if it ever happens again. And once again, you say, if you didn't do this, then you can ignore this conversation. But if you did, I'm telling you about this and I don't ever want to see this happen again. Now, if you do that, if you have that conversation with a student, you actually, you might be worried, you might be tempted to think, oh, the student got away with it, like this is a loss. But that's not actually the problem because here's the beauty. The beauty is if you have that conversation with a student, one of two things are going to happen and both of them are fine. Either, number one, the student will learn his lesson and correct his behavior. If that's the case, then that's great. Every, that's That was the goal in the first place, right? Uh, so if the student listened from that warning that you gave him and they never do it again, then it doesn't really matter that they weren't punished. The whole point of punishment is to help correct their behavior anyhow. So if they were able to correct it without a punishment, wonderful. Everything works out. Or, and this happens too, the student will not learn his lesson from your conversation and they're going to do it again. Here's the thing. In this case, after you have this conversation with the student that you think was cheating, um, you're going to be watching them and you're going to be aware that you think they might be cheating. You're going to be watching them at like a hawk the next 10 tests that they take, right? Um, And the next time, if they do it again, you're going to be watching and you're going to see it. You're going to catch it. You're going to catch them clearly in the act. And at this point, the hill is no longer gray. 
You already gave them the benefit of the doubt and they clearly did it again. You saw it clearly this time and it's no longer a suspicion. You're sure. And so um, there's no question that you have been more than fair. And now you proceed with whatever disciplinary action is appropriate in this situation. Um, So either way, um, they're going to end up learning um, the lesson from the situation. So there you have it. That's my suggestion for what to do next time you suspect a student did something, um, but you're not quite sure um, if they did. And I hope that was helpful. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about this as well. Uh, you can go to teachfortheheart.com suspect and share your thoughts with us there. I'll add also one more thought, and that is when you have one of these situations, definitely pray about it, Um, especially um, leading up to the conversation with the student. Pray you'll have the right words and then pray afterwards that if the student continues the behavior, that God will make it clear to you that he'll help you see it and catch them in the act and be able to deal with it in the right way, uh, that it won't just continue going on behind your back. So speaking of prayer, um, let's pray for a moment and then I have an exciting uh, piece of news to share with you. Lord, thank you again for these teachers, and I just pray that you'll help each of them right now with whatever they're dealing with in their classroom. I pray that you will give them wisdom and guidance and strengthen them with your right hand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you're listening to this at the time that this podcast is coming out, I want you to know that we're having a special promotion right now on Classroom Management 101, which is our complete online course, the complete organized system. You know, classroom management is really nuanced. And if you're having trouble with classroom management, uh, you might be doing, you know, A, B, and C right but getting confused about X, Y, and Z. And just those few little pieces that you're missing can really throw everything off. So Classroom Management 101 is there to be an organized system that walks you through step-by-step through the process of developing and then implementing a strong classroom management plan. And the great thing about that then is you know you're not missing any of the crucial elements. You've got it all together in one spot. And um, it is not too late in the year to start making these changes. As I shared last week, if you start working now at the end of the year, you're going to be so much better prepared come next fall and you're going to be able to start the school year right and you'll be amazed at the difference Um, this is also the last time that the price will be this low um, until it's time for back to school so if you want to um, take the course over the summer this is also a great time to enroll Um, you can go to teachfortheheart.com slash cm101 for classroom management 101 and um, you can get information there um, for an individual teacher license or for a school license um, if you're an administrator um, helping out with your school. If I can answer any questions for you, you can go reach me at lynda at teachfortheheart.com. I'm looking forward uh, to seeing all of you in the coming weeks. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.